This is season two, episode eight of the Hearts and Minds podcast. I'm Benaya. And I'm Savvy. Yes, yes. What are you saying, man? You good? I'm all right. I'm a bit knackered from the garden. Yeah. Oh, you've been uh, just uh, tending tea, kale and uh, rhubarb? Uh, not yet. <laughs> Clearing bush. Bring Clearing out the cutlass bush. in it. I feel like I'm back in the West Indies and shit. Yeah, man. Cut last. Cutting bush hard. So how are you doing? What have you been up to today, bro? You know what? I've had um, a, a very nice, calm day. Um, I did my training in the garden. Um, it's, you know, it's something that I've been, uh, I've been meaning to, to put a bit more time in in a certain way, which is just, like, I've got, I have an Instagram page for, like, the training side of things, but I was, I hadn't got round to, like, really attending to it in a way where it was consistent. So today's like day one of starting that that uh, consistency. Um, it's just uh, yeah, just the be more um, oh, right, page. Right. So so I did a, a good live session on uh, on on Instagram in the garden. It was nice. And then uh, old friend um, came to to give me a shout. Came from uh, from Halifax. Shout out to Bola, Lord Soggy, on uh, on uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, so he came over. And we was talking about what's going on in, um, oh, not Minnesota, in uh, in America. Minneapolis. Oh, Minneapolis. Thank you. Was yabbing about that. Was yabbing about, um, you know what? He's he's a he's a church dude, but he's like not like church where everything is everything is church. He's like extremely open minded. Um, yeah, you know I mean, he's a man who's lived like we went to uni together. So yeah, you know I mean, we've 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 got, we've got antics in the in the archive. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So um, we could we could explore lots of different topics, but was was really going in on 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 the discussion of what what the what the difference is between being black. I mean, specifically being a black male, but just being black in the UK versus the US, because there is a difference in the experience, mm. and there's also a difference systematically i mean i'm talking to a black man so yeah we've had these discussions millions of times Mm -hmm. but just the difference of of like the systematic the 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 like the the subtle layers that we have it over here as opposed to just the out and out stepping on your neck and eight minutes bro eight minutes my take on on that britain and america because we've had the conversations and um but i was I like a metaphor, I like a good analogy, because it's just, it's a quick way of painting a picture of what the, you know what I mean, what I'm trying to get a point. And, I, and when I look at America, I've always said, uh, if it was a place for opportunity and a black person to survive and do things and whatever else, um, I view it as a corridor with loads of doors, and those okay. doors are opportunities for social mobility, living longer, living past the age of 25, um, healthcare decency, you know, uh, political rising up in power, start becoming a millionaire, all these opportunities for black people. But the doors are there. Some of them are open. You've just got to be smart enough to not pick the lock or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Get through the lock. Some of them are guarded by the Mm. most dangerous motherfuckers and they will carve you to pieces before letting you through the door 
But if you're hard enough, you might be able to take them out and get through the door. Whereas England, I would say, there's no violence, there's no bloody murderer blocking you from getting through the door. Um, the doors have just been plastered over. The, you won't even yeah. see the doors. Like, you're walking yeah. down the corridor, and you're like, this is a corridor with no doors. That's that's how I view um, the British setup with racism. It's institutional, yeah. but it's way more subtle. You could say clever. Um, yeah. Um, British society built something, and it's connected to colonialism and the empire. And Oh, it's foundational. Yeah. And I guess when I was younger, I couldn't, I didn't know how to properly articulate that, but I could see and knew what it was. And that was, and I'm sure other black people have it. That's why you get sometimes black people calling other black people coconut or whatever else, because they don't mm -hmm. really know how to articulate that person that has um, started drinking the Kool-Aid. Um, yeah. The, how can I say it? British society is very much about assimilation. Like, and that's yeah. kind of how the empire was. The British empire went out, told all these nations that they're the property of the British empire now. And um, and there was bonuses for, for being a part of that. There was like, oh, you're, you're a different level of human. You're different. You're part of the, the true way to be um, a human on this planet is to be part of the British society Partly, to be part of... But this is where I talked yeah. to you about... Remember we talked about Jungle Book and Rudyard yeah. Kipling? And mm -hmm. don't get me wrong, I don't think he Rudyard Kipling is a bad man, but he grew up in a time, he was educated in a certain way, he, he was brought up to believe that non-whites, black people in Africa, they're savages, and they don't know oh, yeah, God. They don't know Christianity. Yeah. They, need to be, they need to be educated and brought to the light and all the rest. So... To a degree, um, the colonisers went out and said, oh, you're special because you're ours, but you're our special property. You're not oh, our yes. special... Do you know what I mean? Yes, yes. And um, over in the West Indies, like, my mum... You know, I've talked to you. My mum loves the Queen, and she doesn't properly know why. And we've discussed it and chatted about it, and she's like, yeah, when I was a kid, and they came over and stuff like that. And don't get me wrong... The Queen's not a bad person. You know, she's not walking around villainous or nothing, but she's part of something fuck, kind of fucked up. Yeah, but, extremely. Yeah. yeah, but if you were born into something, you, you don't know any different, and yeah, it's not as simple as it just being bad. Do you know what I mean? So she goes out, you know, the Queen goes out to the West Indies and the Caribbean, all these islands that they own, <laughs> and um, and there are all these black kids waving. Like, oh, it's the Queen! It's an amazing thing. You, my aunt is called Liz. Her yeah. nickname is Queen. Mm -hmm. you know, and um, you know, you got your Boris Johnson. Boris Johnson, um, he's a racist, but not the racist foaming at the mouth dumb shit. He's racist superior. Like we're just smarter than you. We should kind of run shit because we know what we're doing. You lot are still come on. You know. You're not capable yeah. as us. And he's wrote, before he became the prime minister, he wrote a lot of mad shit into this kind of thing. And one of the quotes, and I had to just break it down for my mum because she's not get. I was like, 
that man considers you a flag waving pickaninny. You do know that, mum, right? Do you know what I mean? Like, that's, it's in print. I, I don't even have to, like, make up something for me. He wrote that down in a paper and got, it got pressed and it's, you can Google it, do you know what I mean? And there's plenty of other, plenty of other comments he's had, but it's, but he's grown up in that. Bullying, uh, bullying boys or whatever, do you know what I mean? Africans. And, and to, to, to people who are listening, who may not have heard the term "pickaninny" or the word "pickaninny," it's a, it's a, it, it means a small, it's a small pig. Yeah. And it's a word that was used to describe a small black pig. Uh, small, oh, it's a small black pig, yes, and uh, and used to describe black people since, well, basically since the colonization, since slavery. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So with the, with, yeah, with the big smile and the, and it yeah. connects with the minstrels and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. The big teeth, the big smile, the red lips, the... Do you yeah. know what I mean? And obviously you're a pig as well, so, you, I mean, you're not clean. You're yeah. only fit to... The great unwashed, the uncivilised. Yeah, and, so... So take that, bring that yeah. to the UK where the first generation of Windrushers and they're all... They're rebuilding, they're rebuilding England, um, doing the jobs that the other British pe- English people don't want to do. Um, but then there are plenty of British people, you know, well, not plenty of people um, that want to be part of an included society. There's plenty of British people who had open arms um, and there was plenty who didn't and there was plenty of black people who came who were just like, I'm black, I know what I am, these people ain't my friend. And there was plenty who came and went, I want to be part of this. I, I mean, my mum's lived longer in England than she has in the West Indies. So, yeah, of course. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But the the assimilation and the um, the almost shame of your own race, that's where it started crossing. And, and it's a fine line because, you know, someone could be like, I'm cultured. I want to study British culture. I want to refine myself. Mm-hmm. I want to know all these things. And then there could be someone who goes, no, my culture's a bit inferior. No, actually, no, yeah. this shit is superior to mine. And it's a fine line, but if you're the person who isn't totally clued up on it and sees that person attribute, you know what I mean? Um, mm. uh, revering white culture of their own and any culture of their own. But, yeah, you're going to get lost. Yeah, but the other black person and... who isn't like that way or has got a decent sense of themselves, you know, not even sense of self, but, you know, that I, the idea of doing that is not, it's not with them, then mm-hmm. fuck you, you little coconut, you sell out. Do you know what I mean? Like, what, yeah, what are you yeah. talking about? And it's um, it, it's it's to do with that. America, it wasn't assimilation. Our our society is very. That's I think that's the main big difference. British society is very much about assimilation. Like British sort of swallows everything and turns it in, and America, it, it's always been quite divided. Um, even though it's a mad mixing yeah, pot, that's, it's, that, always, that's, that's the it's always had its of, divisions of, 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 yeah. of, uh, of its groups. That's how it was created. It's created based on... By, everything about America is based on, on division and conquering. That's, you know, I mean, it's how, it's how, how nation, the, the country was, was uh, well, no, defined. Was The whole story of America is all about that. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's the fundamental part of their... Their, 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 their Senate, their government, the social structure, well, well, the just Declaration the literal... of Independence, everything. But, 
But what I need to also say is we need to uh, we need to chat to Rowan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we yeah, yeah. Guess. We'll get. We'll, we'll, <laughs> yes. well, we've got to introduce yeah. her. Do you know what I mean? And yes. we need some yes. little intro to this before we. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Skip to the guest. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, really? I just uh, I just realised we was we was going in. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, so we've got a guest today. Yeah. Her name is Elro Rowan. Rowan. DJ. Model. Mogul. Mogul. Event. Event owner. She's got an event called In the Red. Indeed. Yeah, yeah. Move maker, bat breaker. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, shall we? Shall we try get her in then? Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. All right, yeah. all right, testing one, two, three. <laughs> yeah, no, sounding good. All good. Sounding all right. Your volume's uh, well good. Is it good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah on, Huawei phone, you know. None of this Huawei. iPhone. Huawei. See, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm busy complaining about everybody with their uh, lack of volume. So, yeah, yours is, is it? Good. Yeah. Um, am I allowed to swear before we get going? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping you do. Just, <laughs> just checking. Let's not have no beige conversation. Oh, <laughs> no beige conversation. Sorry, you Benaya, guys both man, outside. But... I was sat outside before and then I was like, oh, this might be like too much ambient noise, you know? Yeah. Well, B know. was outside as well, but Struggling. it's a funny one. Yeah. I've come back inside now and I'm sat chilling because I was having lots of little, little technical, I don't even know what was going on, but yeah. Bandwidth. I'm not, yeah. not the one. <laughs> yeah, I'm not the one. Yeah. So how are we doing, Rowan? I'm all right, you know. Weird times. Weird long, long time, time not seeing and long, hear from you. Right, yeah, fully, actually. Both of you, I can't, like, B, when, I probably bumped into you in London at some point, but I don't remember last time we actually proper hung out. Oh, uh, the last time was uh, Seven Sisters Craving Coffee. Yes. Yeah. Them and neighborhood that was time, That was time. Oh, <laughs> Too long. <laughs> Too long. Yes, I remember when I last saw you, like yeah. in Huddersfield at some point, or London. Maybe you know. Huddersfield. I remember being in London, and I think you were playing a night, and I was like, shall I try fucking just bum down there? But then I had to be, like, <laughs> up early in the morning Today. to go to, like, Elephant and Castle yeah. to record. So I was like... Probably a good idea that you didn't spill yes. it. Nights don't end early when I'm playing. No, West course, there. <laughs> so, yeah, you've got your night um, in the red. Yes. Still running and everything, still. Do you know what? It's funny timing. Yeah, we were doing it every couple of months. We had another couple booked in for the year, mm. and obviously, um, Miss Rona hit. <laughs> but tomorrow, <laughs> we, um, we're actually doing, I've finally succumbed to the land of Zoom, and we're doing a little Zoom party tomorrow night for the first time. So, I've been like really retreated from social media, from like just from my phone in general, from being online over this last few weeks, just taking a, a real retreat. Mm. But I've just, I've been missing people. Um, and uh, it felt like kind of wanted to mark the occasion really by by doing a little a little Zoom party. So yeah, we're calling it in the bed, um, yeah. taking bedroom DJ and back. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm actually staying with my family up in Yorkshire. Um, I was up here just before lockdown hit and then obviously stayed. So I've got like no kit with me. I've got like no summer clothes with me. So it'll be me in some pajamas with a controller. But what can you do, man? Play music, connect with people. That's all you need. That's all you need is the music. That's the main thing. That's it. The equipment, yeah, yeah. whatever. Yeah, you should, do, yeah um, you should join. You should do one called, uh, I'll, 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 
you should do one just in the bath, like in just. <laughs> We'll start a new series. Yeah, you know, in the red, like, in the beds, in the bath, in the yeah, garden. Yeah. In the garden. In the chair. The table. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like this. Pattern that. <laughs> yeah. You just said you were staying up in Yorkshire. Whereabouts are you staying? Um, right on the border between Yorkshire, Lancashire and Cumbria. So it's a little village I grew up in called High Bentham. And Ooh. it's my parents have like an old farmhouse. Uh it's it's the same house I grew up in. It's it's beautiful countryside like look overlooking a valley mm. like stunning one of the best places i could possibly be and obviously with the situation all gigs got cancelled all income deaded yeah. <laughs> dead. so like in it bank on mom and dad i mean yeah. i'm a big grown woman but everyone needs help everyone needs support so it was actually just really lucky timing in a lot of ways yeah. um that I was up here already and that they've been so hospitable and getting to spend a bit more time with my parents as well they're like they're very cool people and i don't think i'd have like stayed up living here, come back to live here in this way had it not been for this situation. So counting the unexpected blessings. Yeah. Mm. Like one of the things uh, we've been talking about is like taking advantage of this. I mean, it's a privilege that we can take advantage. There are people in the world who can't take advantage of this. All these pursuits, the majority of them are first world problems. Do you know what I mean? And, um, yeah. and we we can come back from it and we've got time to just kind of reassess things. Uh, yeah. Get some yeah. mindfulness, you know what I mean? Get some time to ourselves, all the rest. And... Yeah, a hundred. So it's definitely think... made me miss my goji berry mix. I've, I've, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm real low on goji berry mix. It's on my mind. I'm thinking about it. I'm like, do no, I go to Aldi today? <laughs> do I go to Aldi tomorrow? Oh. These are the big plans. Yeah, these, the nice these plans. are the tragic yeah. consequences. I, I honestly think, though, like, this situation is so weirdly humbling because it's like, I think that's one of the things I've noticed the most is everyone in their own bubble, like, everyone's been massively affected. And some people, like, you know, some people have actually made money off this. I'm sure the guys who own Zoom have, like, <laughs> the stock price has gone up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Most people... Billions. Right, They've made billions. Right. Maybe, right. So, like, amazing, but also how useful for us all to have that op option to be able to connect. But, like... Everyone's got their own, everyone's suffering from it in different ways. So in your own bubble, your perspective, you're feeling like it's even if the only thing it's done is ruin your social life or you've lost money or you've lost income or you're just feeling the whole collective energy and to the scale of, you know, the extremes of people who are losing loved ones, people who are suffering, people who are working so hard, people who are ill, everyone in different situations. Yeah. And this kind of humbling feeling of whilst I can recognise like the drawbacks or the the struggle for myself, I'm equally able to recognise the perspective of, of gratitude the and of actually how, how okay I am in my situation. Yeah. So like that, it's weird because it's not like, you know, when some things hit one industry and then you're like shit for those people and mm. then you're like glad of your job, whatever. This is hitting everyone, but you mm. can hold that balance of like, yes, I've this has hurt me and my life in different ways and loved ones and whatever else. And I know how lucky I am actually in my situation that just to survive, just to survive. And then, like you said, to have space, mindfulness, like it's not always easy, but trying to make the most of whatever your situation is and without pressure, without too much pressure. Exactly. Yourself. So it's, it's, um, it's a real, we've all had the rug pull from underneath us, but then shit, we've got a flaw. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 And yeah. The floor, on that floor is, uh, is, is everything that you need and it's comfortable and yes. and and you 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 have we have the perspective of being able to see everyone else's um to stay with the the, the concept with everyone else's flaws 
yeah. and yeah. and how 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 their situation is and just realizing just just how grateful um we are to to yeah to not have to to worry too tough about anything other than really like you said first world problems yeah. it's yeah. Uh, it's so it's, weird it's so so weird how do you um how how do you see the like how do you feel in the difference between obviously you've been in london for a long portion of time to then come yeah. back up to that that space <laughs> and the the natural uh greenery yeah. and the weather and the connection to all of that like it's such a juxtaposition like not just Absolutely. not just up north to down south but like down south london city busy, country you're active traveling gigging yeah. flying all of yeah. that to then just and the whole world same yeah 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 i mean it, it feels personally like incredibly weird synergetic if that's the word timing for me like i was up here already taking a partial break from london and then it hit and it's like fuck you know like i was going back and forth now to just be here yeah i mean i just think perspective is so valuable exactly. and like you just to be able to have a different viewpoint from being up here like as a kid I, it was normal, it was home, and at the same time, I resented the, the cut-offness. I was chasing, I moved to London when I was 16 to, tra- to go to dance school. I, I wanted to be in where there was action, where there was opportunity, where there was different people, where there was everything new and exciting you. and big. Yeah, yeah. you, you like, surround yourself back, in the right environment. Yeah, like there just wasn't, like everything here felt, I was so into dancing and music and it was like such a struggle to get anywhere. My, my poor parents were like taxi rank <laughs> driving me to like halfway across the country or whatever. Then coming back as an adult, I'm just so grateful for the peace and the serenity and the closeness to nature. And like, I came back initially because I was kind of close to breakdown a little bit in London. I was yeah. really struggling with mental health. I was just, I was barely holding on surviving and you can't like it was it took me so long to actually decide okay I'm just gonna down tools for a while and take a break that I need it felt like a massive deal to do that Mm -hmm. and then coming back dipping back in to do certain gigs or whatever I needed to to go back and 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 spin like it, it wasn't such a big deal as I thought it was a real lesson in you know like you just like things don't change that quick in terms of like a city like London it feels it feels like you're going to step out and everything will move on without yeah. you. And actually no, taking care of yourself is always the first priority. So yeah, I'm just the serenity of here. Like I go out walking, I start getting up at like 6am and <laughs> I'm not used to seeing that time from this side hmm. Been doing yoga, been going out walking early morning and we've got this beautiful loop from our house just down the fields along the river. And it, it's like meditative just being there. Oh, you don't God. even have like, the, the best I mean? thing and for your mental value. health, mental, mental and physical health is walking. The, the two, that's the best exercise to improve your mental and physical health at the same time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Slow enough, you take everything in. Yes, yeah. definitely. And time to think about it, but not too much. And but yeah, I'm glad you brought it up, London, the situation, because obviously I've had my run in London and my approach to London, it differs from a lot of other people. I talk to other people about their quest to London yeah. and I'm aware that mine differs from theirs I never moved to London thinking I want to live here like I moved right. to London and I was like if something mad goes well and I've got so <laughs> stupid money I'll buy something yeah. in London but I'm still not living there 
I'm buying something mm. back up north and I'll come down to London when I need to. I've never... I rate London and mm. I rate many other cities across the world. But I don't know. It came to... It, it dawned on me very quickly that there's a trick. I mean, I guess it's it's not even new. Um, what, what was the... The cities are paved with gold. There's a... Yeah. Dick Whittington. There was a phrase, you know what I mean? Like, that shit's 1800s or whatever, do you know what I mean? So Good old Dick. <laughs> <do you> know, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's not even... It's centuries old, people knowing it's yeah. a trick. Do you know what yeah. I mean? The grass is always greener on the other side. Yeah. And yeah. Don't get me wrong, you've got... It, it is good to get there and get in the right environment and get in the... And, hustle the fuck out of it but the the shit I'm not saying the city's built to break you it's a city it doesn't have feelings does it it's just a city but uh, there is a definite flip like when Benai was talking about the north and the south and he was on about the greenery and stuff I I was hoping he'd bring up even the other aspect which is the social aspect don't get me wrong sure you could have an amazing night and connect with people and all the rest but Community, any, any metropolitan city, you find community yeah. starts getting stifled and the individual is far more important. And Yeah, you have to work hard to find community and, and to upkeep it. Exactly. Yes, it's a full-time job. Yeah. It's a full-time job in London. And if you don't, then then your, your community is... Um, uh, well, you can, rate, you, can, you can clearly see the quality of your community based on how much you invest in it and yourself, like that balance is, mm. is so strong. Like mm. it's so important, but it's really hard to do. I do think mm. one of the factors is the nature of people. Like when I lived in London, at London, I considered a Londoner someone who isn't from London and then Cockneys and fucking real fucking journey. But if yeah. someone's a Londoner, yeah. you've moved to London to make your little way. Mm. But the amount of people doing that in whatever field, they're all on their individual pursuits. Don't get me wrong. I can have my individual suit, you can have yours, and we can link up and we'd be on a level and become mates and crew and all the Mm. rest. But that very nature of all these individuals pursuing their individual pursuits, I think, contributes to that um, erosion of community. Because it's like... The amount of times I heard, it's not my problem. Uh, you know, <laughs> and to be yeah. fair, it, it probably wasn't. But up north, yeah. you might get someone going, well, it's not my problem, but fucking hell, he's struggling here. Look, well, you, you're right, lad. Ways you're yeah. not really going to get that in London in the same way. And I do think yeah. that it, it, it's not bad or good, it just is what it is. But I think that contributes to the lack of community. Community... Um, the individual pursuit and lack of community, I definitely think, affect mental health. Um, yeah, yeah, it takes, massively. It takes a community to raise a child, but I think it takes a community to sustain an adult, do you know what I mean? It's like... Absolutely, yeah. I, I, I would second you on that 100%. I think we know that with London, like, the cost, the, the size, the how far away you live from people, like, the restrictions on whatever way you're earning your money people's time then because it takes time to travel to people all of those things contribute but I'm really interested what you just said about like individual pursuit I kind of hadn't thought of it that way like London is a place where there is massive amounts of opportunity and there are, and and it's a hub it draws people who 
want to, to go further along their game and, and be around other people and that energy, that energy breeds energy. Exactly. But I yeah. think because it's so much bigger, it's so much harder to, like, think of an actual network, like, lines connecting to each other. With London, there's, like, 100,000 million, whatever the yeah. numbers, however many people there are between you to make those lines of connection. So when you find people, it, it can be incredible. And I think depending on the type of person you are, you have to, you just have to work hard to build the foundations, build a network. I feel like up north, even my experience of connecting originally to you guys through Scarlet, like met her through someone I knew, met you guys, met Tabo, met Flash, met whoever else, like that, the joy of that connection, that network, I, how long would that have taken me in London? Like if, especially of like, if you think you guys wouldn't have known each other already, like to draw those people together, it's like this, it just takes you longer to sift through and, yeah. and to find the people who resonate with you. And at the same time, when you do find those people, they've all got so much more like um, pressure and time pressure and, and they're having to either work to earn money or they're yeah. doing their thing. And then they're over here and then you're an hour and a half away on the other side of the city. And it's just, there's, there's so many opportunities. There's so many choices. You have to be very strong in your own boundaries not being overwhelmed by that yeah. like what yes which event am i going to go to yeah. yeah if you're not careful you fall into the trap of doing quantity and not quality exactly. and it's really hard to sift through yeah definitely i mean on the and other it's... hand up north there's the lack of opportunity like right very much so with the label and how i've developed things i've gone into a place where i'm trying to create and now and the label's a social enterprise as well and doing projects with people and stuff like that but even finding the people, first is finding the person, then it's working out the temperament, and then if they're going to follow through with the things they say and stuff. So it's, <laughs> I would say, ultimately, it is harder up north to find people and pull it all off. It's just mm. quicker up here. But I, I would yeah. say, ultimately, it's harder because there's people who don't believe in them. So they've got talent, but... They're up north and they're not going to go to London and and they can't see the further vision and stuff like that. Do you think that's like some, as much a mental block as a kind of practical, yes. logistical one? Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Both feed each other. It's yeah. like if you, you'll you'll meet people up north who've got incredible talent, um, but they haven't had the Well, either haven't had the opportunity or they haven't had much. Um, they haven't had many opportunities to really explore their, their, their technical skills on yeah. a highly professional level and mm -hmm. actually build up those hours so that they're, they're like, they've got confidence in their competence. Yes. You, mm -hmm. don't, really, you mm -hmm. don't really, you don't really get that like up North. It's, 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 uh, what's it called? It's a uh, half, was it half a dozen in a, a penny? I can't, uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, it's, other, yeah. 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 I mean, it's like, it's, 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 it's only a few who, who actually have that. And, mm. and when you do connect with those, that's wonderful. But then even mm. some of those, it's still hard to, to make some coin to actually make a good living based on what you have the technical skills and the practice to, to yeah. actually, um, uh, em employ. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it's, uh, that's the difficulty and that's, that's why people make the jump and go to cities. They go to Manchester, yeah. Leeds, London, I do wherever. Think, I do think coronavirus is going <laughs> to, Ronnie is going to change things Ronnie. up though. Oh, definitely. Like we already how, know how a few so? big graphic designers that have just moved out of London and come up back north because yeah. they can 
they can buy a whole office. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? For yeah. The, yeah. 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 And, and they've got their name now, so it doesn't matter. And that's kind of how I was looking at things, do you know what I mean? Not just the name, but just like, I've learned enough, I know how to do that, I know how to do that. Yeah. This circle is actually falling behind what I want to do, even though they think they're the shit in London. So you know mm. what? This is making sense for me to go back and build something, do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly though, yeah. <laughs> I think it's a lot about perspective and like, you, how much you believe in yourself and what opportunities you have in your surroundings. Like, I think I'm, I'm interested that there is still a kind of stigma around, like, even just for me thinking about it now, like, if I'd built up DJing um, or the creative stuff up north, I probably would have had, like, a, oh, I've still got to go make it in London at some point or yeah. whatever. And, like, it, it doesn't actually say about someone's skill or talent or art or whatever they're making. It's that's, that's the environment. It might tell you about you've come up through London you might have had to come up through more layers more people more you know like you're one of more competitors but like it's crazy to me still that we look at artists from the north it's like oh they came up from money or they oh they came up from like even H yeah. and that like it's such a big deal that he's northern like it, he's good at what he does he's mm. brought a fresh vibe to that sound that mm. that area of music like it shouldn't be a thing that we go this designer or this artist or this DJ is is only done it in Manny or has only done it in Leeds. It's like compare level to level or, or just be interested in what someone's doing, especially now with the internet. And I think you're right about Corona. Like, I think it was happening to a point anyway. Yeah. I think it will accelerate it now where now we don't like, you need to be stimulated by competitors and by levels in order to grow and to compare yourself to, to push yourself to develop. You can't be limited by like not enough opportunity or not enough um, inspiration around you, but there's no reason that has to be done person to person or that you can't travel and do gigs or travel and do yes. competitions or whatever it is. And I think the thing I've been looking at a lot is what did it cost me creatively to live in London? Yeah. What did it gain from it and what did it cost me? And like the point when I, I left to take a break, it was costing me too much. And I was, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And now it's like where, if I could live somewhere where actually I don't have to take all the gigs to make enough money to, you know, and I'm not traveling this far and spending this much or whatever, then I, I earn a bit less, but I live a bit better and I've got more space and more emotional space to do the creative side of things that's not going to make money straight away, but that is me expressing myself. Yeah. And gives a, gives a fuller example of you being yourself. Like, mm. like you get to explore more of yourself and be more of who, what that, what that experience actually is long-term. Like mm. it's, you can't, you can't, I mean, I mean, you can't buy that. You can't buy that in London because you need to have a ridiculous amount of money to be able to have that type of mental and physical freedom. It's all mm -hmm. based on finances and space. Wealth parents, there. usually. Yeah, exactly. Like the like amount of people in London. Wealthy. And then it's just like, you've just got wealthy parents. I'm not yeah. going well, to You're not going to get the connection with the people in the same way. Like, like, yeah. like, like you said, Roland, like to have that connection with Flash and myself and Savvy and T and da, da, da. You know I mean, like to have that, that connection, like, you form that connection in such a short space of time, like in the same way that we all formed that connection in short spaces of time, but the bonds were tight and mm. they're still here now. Mm. You know what I mean? Like like we said, I don't know the last time I saw you. It's, it must be, I bet it's close to a year, if not over a year. But yeah, over mean, a year. Could that doesn't be. mean nothing. Yeah. Same with Savvy, do you know what I mean? Like, like it doesn't it doesn't mean anything, but to have those type of bonds in London or in a in a big city, 
you've got to yeah. have been building on those those bonds and, and ties for years. Yeah. And even still yeah. then, they can just get locked off. No problem. Yeah. Because you're not um you're not at the right bandwidth that's going to take someone's trajectory to where they want to be. Yeah, there's 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 a lot of you sift, and it's not that it's always a bad thing, like fake friends or whatever. But like you make business connections that cross over, especially if you're like like for me, the industry is very social. Mm-hmm. I made friends. I know a lot of DJs, artists, different pe- people who work in nightlife, etc. Even people who just come to In the Red, who have become like regular or have come to my gigs in the past, and they become kind of friends. Like I would I would call some of them friends. Like I'll message them, "How's your mum?" Like we know yeah. each other like that. But it's also you're sifting for those genuine connections 100%. through everybody's desire to make uh, professional connections masquerading or, or kind of casually also being like true friendships. I don't know. I think you just you search harder. It's not always like a manipulative thing at all. It's it's how it is. Like, you know, you make networks. That's the point. But yeah, you you need your real friends. And I think I value a lot the people I count, whether or not we see each other regularly or in touch all the time. The people who you feel like, uh, you get me creatively, you, we resonate on that level. And I know that if I was like stranded or I needed a shoulder to cry on or something, I could call you and there'd be kind of no questions asked. And that's pretty special. Like, that feels pretty special. That doesn't that doesn't come easy. Yeah, I, I can totally relate with you on what you were talking about with the social element and the friends and frenemies <laughs> or, or, yeah. or associates or someone trying to catch a tan in your sunshine whatever it may, or someone really genuine. And I mean, for me, I don't know. I don't know if hip hop was that much easier or something. I don't know. But I could fairly discern in and you know what I mean? Like within 10 minutes, I could kind of get a sense of the agenda and I'd kind of just shut down. (laughs) I was, uh, um, but then those real genuine relationships that you build with someone who it's, it's the art, but then it's also the person as well. And it's like, yeah, you maintain those yeah. as well. But jumping back to what you were saying about um, the cost, not just financial, but yeah, the yeah. cost of living in London against what you're earning and what you're making and what you're getting from London. And mm. um, I think I've said it to Benaya before and stuff, like, but I, what's, what's my, the Peter K approach. <laughs> that's me. Whereas he's like, I'm a northerner. I know that identity is worth something now. As the mm. as the country expands and Londoners are like more engaged with northerners, they recognise that we're funnier than them and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> 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 and, um, I know some people uh, who definitely shout you down on that, but I'm, I'm oh, sure. Oh, yeah. But um, and he'd go down do his shows in London, whatever, get his money and get back and meet with his family and do whatever else. And yeah. that's a, I guess it's not a commuter's job. You couldn't commute that, but he's a, he's a, you know, nationally known comedian. So he's going for one gig and then he's getting back in his van and he's driving back. But I definitely think connected with the Corona and things changing, music has always been about import and export kind of the difference. Mm. So, you know, when you were talking about H, mm. it's actually his, his uh, what's he call it? USP. He's sure. unique. Yeah, you know I mean, and this yeah, is. Yeah, my favorite lyric when he says, I make a blush when I call her sexy. I'm like, fucking yes. Sexy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and there's a few. I think H has got a good 
twist to it um, in terms of it's very it's very Northern Street. It's very Northern Road. Mm. Like um, I think the I don't know how can I say it? the geeky. Hi, I'm a rapper and I'm a geek and I'm really good at rapping yeah. and I'm a geek. I think that might have been played out now. Like, do you know what I mean? Like the little dicky or well, not little dicky, but you know <laughs> that kind of. I'm. It's amazing because I'm white and I'm a rapper. Aha! And mm. it's just like, no, H is just a rapper that happens to be white. Yeah. Could, yeah. yeah. I saw- and, and Northern. And, like, you're right, it is his unique selling point. And I, I do wonder as well, like, I don't actually know the backstory much. Like, nowadays, you feel like so many artists coming up are very independent and they've, they've kind of done it themselves and then got picked up by management or whatever. And mm. so I kind of assume there's less, uh, like, marketing spin on that. Mm. But it's also about not just what they're putting out. I, it's about what the whoever's writing about them picks up on and, and then yeah. uses and to build a profile. But I um I DJ'd at this party in in East London. Cyan Anderson was throwing with oh, yeah. a record label and uh, H was there. And I think it was one of his mates. Like, you know how the I, I never know what the etiquette is, but like obviously like if you if you DJ before someone, you don't play any of their songs yeah, don't if someone's performing. Shit, if someone's just in the crowd, I'm like I was like, is it, would it be all right or not? And I think it was one of his mates who came up and requested the track, so I, I dropped it. I think it might have been Taste, Make It Shake, just come out, whatever. Yeah. And he was just whining up on some girl, looking like the happiest 12-year-old I've ever seen. I, I don't know how old he actually is. But so my feeling was that that impression you get of him is very, it's just very authentic. Like, that's just who he is. And that's nice. Like, I like that we're getting way more of that with artists. Obviously, there's still pop and there's still marketing spin and his Instagram feel yeah, and everything. Yeah, but and all the rest. I like when you get someone's a feeling of someone's genuine. That's just what they're about and what they like. And mm, kind mm. of, I can't hate on anyone if they're doing something that's like proper, just that's their resonance. When, yeah, yeah, I've always said, I don't really care what you do, just do it well. Like yeah. you can do it well and do it as yourself. Yes, like, yes. You know, whatever version Let's of talk yourself. Talk about selling crack cocaine, choosing. but if you do it well, you're going to paint a rounded picture. And if it's true and genuine, I'm not going to knock it, do you know what I mean? But it's hard work, that. Yeah. Like, I think sometimes when we talk about, like, the North and London, like, quite a few of my friends who I've made in London are original Londoners. They grew up there, their families are there. And Mm. I always think, like, that's such a whole different perspective. Like, I, I sort of hated that I had to move all the way down from up north you know like I, I wasn't nearby I didn't have parents to live with there when t- stuff was hard or to get started or whatever I had to kind of go and make my way and I thought like oh even when you know friends are dropping back to their mums on a Sunday and I just I couldn't do that mm. but then I think now you know I have this opportunity to come away and take a break to come away and be somewhere else to have a, a different setup even like the views from where I live some of my friends will see it and be like the fuck yeah but I also think, like, wonder what Londoners feel like. Because we can have the discussion as Northerners. We've, we've worked out that thing of, OK, what happens when I go to London? What happens when I live there? What happens mm. to what I'm creating? If mm. you're born there, you have, that's your, you don't have an option. Yeah, and I think, like, perspective. yeah, exactly. And, like, there's massive benefits in that. Like, a lot of people I knew had crazy links just from who their older brother was, like, mates with Kano. And, like, do you yeah. know, like, they just had, because yeah. of being in London and they had those creative outlets and they were part of scenes that I would have died for and, like, but they don't get a choice to leave it. And I, yeah. I wonder what that feels like, yeah, creatively. Well, even, even on the creative level, like I was, when I was down in London and, you know, 
particular labels or whatever, and I'd be talking to Tim from South London or whatever, you know, I have friends who still do, they're from London, born and raised. Um, Yeah, specifically my mate Tim, who lived in, like, Hither Green and stuff, and he used to talk about it because we kind of came down, you know, I came down part of that jest wave, Kalashnikov, all them lot, yeah? Mm, And at the time... There's a lot of London rappers as well, but they weren't really... It's like you're coming down and you were like, oh, I'm better than him. That's mad. But then the Londoner coming to you going, how the fuck are you better than them? They're Londoners. How the... F-, you know what I mean? And you'd be like, eh? Still had that hierarchy, like, of yeah. assuming. But yeah. they acknowledged I was better. And they were like, I think they've had it too good. It's just been there in front of them. So they didn't pursue mm. it to the fullest and become that good. Whereas yeah. you're away, it's not available to you. You've got to get tenacious and want it. So yeah. I think yeah. at the same time, Rowan, that shit's your advantage and your and your tool because you had to get some shit about yourself, gear up, mm. do you know what I mean? And and go yeah. take it. And it's uh, rather than just, it's laying around for you and you just fall into it. So I yeah, think- Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's one of the reasons why I always um I always think that, that Huddersfield was and is a great place or well I, I remove Huddersfield up north is just a great place to be able to hone your your creative skills because that like sometimes having that first of that first or that that kind of like that's that that, that that little stone in your shoe which mm. kind of it is London like ah mm. oh, right okay I need to create I've got a I, I really, I, this is something that I love doing. It connects with me inside and out. But I've got this shoe, this, this stone in my shoe. And in order for me to prove myself, I've got to be able to get down there and take the stone out and just be there. Mm. So having that space up north allows you to really go into yourself and really mm. push hard at, at working hard at your craft and your skill outside of of, of London. And then when you do go there, you realize, oh, okay, Mm. I've worked really hard at this. And I can clearly see the difference between those that have and those that haven't. And there's not that many who have. And the ones who have are generally in a very good position. And Mm. then you catch, obviously, like it's a wave in it and it's you're in the river. So some people are going to are going to catch the wave who don't really have the skill, but they only last a short period of time and, and yada, yada. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it is a, it's an interesting one. And, and like, it, it, it's exactly like what you're saying, Savvy. I remember like when I first opened the shop and I was, I mean, I never planned to have it. It was, it was, it was all just a flow of really beautiful sequences. But I remember going down and I was like, right. I was I was really unsure about whether I was doing the right thing, continuing with the brand and 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 a few other things. And I remember going down and I walked all over Shoreditch for two days, and I went back streets everywhere because I wanted to find all the cool little shops, the the Boutique little boutiques. Yeah. Like I remember Redshirt Street before mm. it blew. This is like yeah, ten years yeah. ago. Before, before money, money, before money. It was voted on the Guardian as the the coolest street in uh, in London. Like this is a place to be. I, I remember going on there when Boy London was on the end of it. 
Yeah, like, man. When my boy Sean Bass, who I went to uni with, used to design for Boy London back then, like, this is like 2009, 2010. And I remember going into all these little places and I'd get chatting to the manager or like the full time person or the owner. And they'd be like, oh, you're from, from up north, blah, blah. Or so you're from London, you're living in London now. I've just come down for a couple of days. Oh, what do you do, blah, blah, blah. And then I'd, sh- like, they, I'd say, oh, the shop looks really cool. And like, oh, so what do you do? I've got a shop up north. And they're like, oh, right. And they don't be paying up the difference. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh. And I'd show them a picture of the shop when I'd done all the artwork all over it. Uh. And the difference in how they treated me from when they saw the pictures to when they heard my words was like night and day. Well, mm. they're like, oh, so, so, what, so, what's your shop again? It's manifestation, it's like, doing it. They don't See believe that anyone outside of London can do something that is, I don't know, or that, that could be on their radar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, interesting. And, yeah, and, and and it was like it gave me that confidence just to know that that like the people who I spend like the majority of my time with outside of my family, yourselves like that we can do great things up north and deliver it to London, Paris, New York, Japan, wherever, and mm. be just as competent as the the, the 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 people who are doing levels in those places. And you mm. don't have to you have to be born and raised in those places to do that because we've got that mm. perspective. So Yeah. It's it's really interesting what you're saying about like and you savvy as well, like coming in from the outside and seeing like what you worked so hard, maybe even with this idea of London or like people from London, artists from London and their level. And then you go in and meet it and you're like, oh, like for me with DJing, <laughs> yeah. it's, do you know, like for real, like, I mean, no one's born in, like, you know, maybe people have got more natural talent or musicality. No one's born Jazzy Jeff, right? Even yeah, here yeah. to learn. <laughs> Yo, was, I was... Do you know what I mean? Like, so I think with DJing, I, I didn't have as much of a chip as maybe I did with dancing that I was very prepared to be a beginner and it was right. fine. And like, you know, Thanks. hustled for a first gig before even properly knew how to mix and just lagged it. And it was amazing and it was fine. And obviously I've kept on learning. Mm. But I think because I felt like such an outsider to the scene and the music that I play, like um, being up from up north, being female, being white, being like just not just not part that's not my heritage it's not my history okay, it's not okay, my yeah, culture okay. like I've had to sort of have that mentality but rather than it be a competitive edge it's been more of like a I've had a reverence for it yeah. and I think that's like I've I've learned even generational stuff like I'm a bit younger than some of the music that I love to play like especially like the garage I wasn't really at the age to be going out when some of that was popping so I've gone and done the homework because I care for it because I have massive respect for the scenes and, and the producers and everything yeah. else. Humility, yeah, and actually rather than just the competitive edge, there's also that side of it where as an outsider, I've come in and gone, this shit is amazing. What a fucking privilege if I ever get to play any of it to any of you. And like, in a way that's, although I think I always live with a bit of maybe insecurity of like, you know, how, like, am I ever going to be good enough to feel like, do I ever, am I ever going to feel validated? And mm. actually when I go in, the response you get, like, because I've done the homework, because I've learned, because I've put the work in, and that's the rewards. Yeah, and like you're even still putting in the work. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Because yeah. well, because I'm driven by feeling like, like it's horrible, because <laughs> I'm never <laughs> gonna feel like I'm good enough. But it yeah. drives me to keep learning, and like it, it's it's mad as well. Like I have to say, like I love the conversation between the north and London. It's such an important thing to discuss. But I also want to just pay homage to the the amazingness of London, in that like just like you guys grew 
helped me grow so much. It's such an important part of my journey. Like, I'm so grateful to Scarlett for meeting her, for introducing me to all of you. Like, you were part of pulling me off a path of mediocrity that I was on, trying to be mainstream with dance and with music. And it, it, you gave me that freedom to feel like, do you know what, doing things your own way, whether it's slower, whether whatever route it takes you is more valuable. Mm. But I have to just give some props to London because... I've grown up so much in that city. Some of the people I've met, be them native Londoners or not, have inspired and, and pushed me forward. And I would never have been where I am in the same way, not just in terms of like how well I DJ or what gigs I get, but in terms of who I am. Like, as I've a person, you've grown, grown as so a person, yeah. 100%, yeah, yeah and yeah. I feel so grateful, even though it's, it's beating me down some days. And I've had breakups and heartbreaks and failures and like lived in shitty little rooms with shitty little people well, that's <laughs> that's what it is to like, build you fucking thank the- you london because honestly like you have to this is what i'm trying to really get in my head at the moment i've been struggling a lot like last few months obviously being real isolated and i've come off social media to give myself a break and i'm like massive ups and downs daily and it's really making me aware of what my thought patterns are and i see how much i hone in on the negatives or the potentially bad outcomes or potentially bad perspectives of something that I did, instead of going, looking at like the things you've achieved and allowing yourself to feel proud, like that humility, it's sometimes is overwhelming. You need to sit and go, sometimes I'm the shit. I'm actually the shit. I'm really fucking good. Well, <laughs> there's, there's the saying in it, um, there's one obstacle between you and greatness, you. Yourself. Yeah, Damn I mean. straight, Savvy. Damn fucking straight. But yeah. um, but uh, just what you were sa- jumping back to what you were saying about like staying humble and um, like we said, you coming from the outside in, going, you know what? Yeah. I've got to do the work here. I've got to know what yeah. these tunes. I've got. To, I rate this shit, but yeah. I've got to. I've. Uh, do you know what I mean? I've got to yeah. know what the fuck are going. Do you know what I mean? Because I'm from the outside. Where's your, yeah. I'm sure you got through a couple of circles and you met that local person and they were like, oh, I don't fucking know. And you were like, eh? Yeah. You don't know? Yeah. 100%. Yeah, you'd be like, what? Like, how can you not know this? this yeah, like, and that's what, what will get you where, you, you know what I mean? Like the humbleness, um, what's the, don't get gassed. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> it, it always used to baffle me, like when, when I catch people in London who didn't, didn't know about, like things that it's like I'm from up north. How do how do you not know about this this artist or yeah. that yeah. exhibition or that? And and it's it's just the when you're inside the the bubble, yeah. that super busy bubble, you just get caught up in running your own daily life and yeah. um, and just the that normality of just there's there's things going on all the time. So yeah. it's I, think- I mean I'm just on the hustle of just trying to just trying to make bread. I ain't got time to to, to um, explore the, the, the niceties or the, sure. the other layers to this. Or go deep on a certain area that you yeah. love. Or, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 I think that's the tension all the time, always tending to that balance for me between, especially with DJing, because like part of my job is to make the people who are there happy. Mm. Some of it is educating, and I hold on to that, because I think like that would be every DJ's first complaint, that like they wish they could do more sets that where they could educate rather than just pleasing the crowd. It's yeah. always a balance between those things. But mm. I think that balance also goes into life creatively in general. Like I'm always trying to tend between... 
in a negative way, maybe I get caught in the slipstream and I need to fit in. I need to post these kind of pictures on Instagram. I need to be knowing these people. Oh my God, this guy is hot. I should play one of their so- yeah. songs because it's one of their socks. <laughs> one of their songs because it's cool. Yeah. Instead of going like, now, nah, like, let me come back to myself. Let me center for a second. Like, what do I like? What do I think is good? And I honestly think that 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 initial naivety and love for music when I first started DJing, happy to be a beginner, and then as I got better, I got more established, keep trying to keep hold constantly of like, I have to, I have to love this. So like, if I'm playing a track, I can't just play it because it's cool. It if it the... fits for the audience, they want to hear it, cool. But I want to get gassed over my own set. Yeah. Because yeah. I didn't write these songs. I'm, play, I'm pressing play. Maybe I'm doing that in a good, clever, skilled way. But mostly I'm playing other people's music unless yeah. I've just done some sick mashup. But like, mm-hmm. you know, come on, more on that later. <laughs> but I want to get gassed over my own set. If I'm not there with gum fingers and pulling up my own songs, then I'm not doing a good job. And I had to, but I'm always tending to that balance of, is this for me or is this for everyone else? And you can look at that both positive and negative. Yeah, life be, and music. You, you've got to be your, you've got to be your number, your own number one fan and own worst crit- critic at the same time. Yes. Yeah. So, so you've got to love it, like. Yes. Like, oh man. It's Do you like, know what I think of like, sometimes? That I... feeling of ideas is just like it's one of the best things ever. And then when you execute it at the level where you're a fan of right. what you're doing that energy that you feel that no one else can feel yeah like that has to that has to be at the core of what you're doing otherwise you feel yeah. when it's not and when it's not it's ah, it's yeah. it's ah, it's horrible you know it's not right i i expand on that by have you heard of the phrase like peanut gallery which is like thinking about all your critics i think it's a might be an american phrase like the yeah peanut yeah gallery. It's, everyone it's, is um, gonna shout there's another phrase like, for it isn't there it's like yeah you ignore all the positive or, and one negative you just and you're gone yeah yeah. Well, I, I try and flip that. So I can't, I think it might be my brother who came up with this. He said, what about the pecan gallery? <laughs> Which is like, yeah. all the like, the, the tastiest, like most high class nuts who are looking down at you go. So like, jokes aside, I, I try and think sometimes when I'm crea- trying to be creative or when I'm trying to plan a set or just thinking about the progression, it's not just, it's me. Do I love this? Do I think it's good? And it's, who's, who, who can I imagine whose opinions I respect? who would be in that pecan gallery, who'd be, who'd be like, they'd be rooting for me and they'd tell me if it was shit. And it's mm-hmm. their opinion that I'd think would be quality. Like, and honestly, I think of you guys, think of Tabo a lot. For some reason, I think of Tabo a lot with that. And I just mm. kind of go, what would, would, would T think? Like, would he think it was good? Because I know he'd be pushing for me to do something that was like connected to my soul oh. mm. and he'd feel what, what was good music, but also with a light touch of like, you know, have fun with it. That's, I think of him like, and other people that I respect that I know or that I don't know in real life. And I think, try and think what would, what would they approve of in a way if they were wanting the best for me yeah. and they were, they were looking for quality. It's mad when you say Tarbo. Yeah. I, I think, I think that I feel the same. That, that, like he's, he's one of those people that in conversation, when I'm, when I'm discussing like ideas and I'm plotting, cause you know what I mean? Like, all of, us, all of us have been mm. plotting and scheming and working on concepts and ideas and we've all we've, we've slipped and then we've got ourselves back up and then we think, ah, do you know what? Maybe I shouldn't have done this, I should have done that. And he's one of those people who ah, when it comes to when it comes to like really pushing where the idea can go, mm. it he blows my mind so many times, like all the time. And I'm and it's like, right, okay, yeah, you pushed it then, and that, and then he's opened up a new door that I can now explore that room. 
And then it's like, oh, right, in this room. I didn't realize that, that, that this was a room, that this room even existed. But now I'm in here, it's like, I've, I've, it's like another, another chapter of me has opened, another area of me is, that uh, has opened that, that I can explore, that I had no idea was inside me. It's, yeah, it's, uh, that's amazing. Oh, yeah. man, it's wonderful. Oh, it's so good. So, so good. I and, love that. Yeah. So and I think tea. about that when I'm, when I'm like going through designs and stuff like there's so I'll, I'll send some stuff out to, to various people at different times. And you know I mean, I've sent it out to both of you two, obviously like enough times it's mm. like, right. Okay. What do you think of this? Or like, and that, and it's, you need, you need to have those, like you said, the peak and gallery, you need to have those yeah. <laughs> to, to, to just say like, Oh, you know what? Like, when I'm designing, I want these people to be excited. It's like, Savvy, I've said right. to you, like, like, I, like with, with design and art, like, there's obviously people would, would, would like to do collaboration with your Adidas and your Nikes mm-hmm. and Gucci and Louis Vuitton and all that kind of things. And, and that's cool because obviously they're super established and established to the world. But really in myself, the people that I want to collaborate with are the, the most are Rowan, Savvy, I like that I was first. No, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> ladies first. But, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like, that's actually what I would love to be supporting more than anything. And then just by default, be able to make a good life. Like, yeah. not, like Nike doesn't do anything for me. Like, I can't call up anyone there and they can't, they, they don't help me emotionally, physically, nothing. You know what I mean? Like, they don't, they don't do nothing. I acquire their product and, you know I mean? They design beautiful stuff sometimes. But we also know they 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 oppress other people in the creation of those products. So yeah. you know what I mean, and that's that's just the buying and buying uh, the the way we support those 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 corporate companies. Like we yeah. invest in that side at the same time. This that's the cost. That's the price. Cool. But yeah. really, yo, I want to be just. I want to be working with my people because yeah. they're the ones I'm trying to impress. <laughs> like. <laughs> Yeah. And, and if and if I'm not impressing them, then I need to really rethink what I'm doing because yeah. they're the ones who let me know if I'm if I'm doing or, or what we're doing is actually on point. Like if it's not on point, then you need to hold me accountable and say, "Yo, you know that thing you did? It's, I've seen you do better. Yeah. I've seen yeah. you do better. Yeah. This example over here, this was dope. This mindset that you was putting in there, that was dope. Mm-hmm. I didn't really see that in what you did this time." And that or, might or hurt. find a good way of telling them that without. Oh, that's why. You know that's, I mean? why like, that's why we're fam. Because yeah, that's because yeah. you guys could you, like we try and do that for each other. We don't just say, "Nah, man, that was dead." Yeah. Like, yeah, no, we, it's we love. It's love underneath. Communicate with each other and really show yeah. that yeah. support yeah. in in ways like physically or through the phone or do you know what I mean in different in different ways and uh, yeah. So yeah, man. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the one other thing I was gonna say. Um, was you you talk about mashups, so I take it you're getting into making music, but like <laughs> I've been making yeah. music a while now. And I would say my approach is very much like when I'm making it, it's about me. When I'm trying to put it out there and sell it, it's about them. I I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. I think we've lost it's, Benaya. It's art and it's business. Oh, you still hear me? Benaya, are you there? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm here. I'm oh, he's just, oh, he's cool, just quiet. Cool. Yeah, it's like art and business. Like, don't let the business get in the head, head get in the way when you're creating. You should be creating from, like, the artist 
and then don't get, let the artist get in the way when you're trying to sell it because they'll mm-hmm. want to redo it and get in the way and like don't like get in the purity of it it's like nah and so that's why it helps sometimes yeah like it helps to either have them two mindsets for yourself or to find someone to do that part for you like yeah yeah it's been a it's been a long road splitting myself into more than one piece actually but there's that ele- yeah there's those two kind of things but then there's also like writing and producing the two different mindsets yeah. i do artwork i edit yeah. yeah i mean so it's like but Every fundamentally hat. those are the two tries separate that like keep my artist hat on but then when it's time to turn it into that i have to put the artist not get rid of it but the the marketing the businessman or whatever product and it now need to it needs to be marketed you have to do the the side that isn't so natural to you or part of the the energy that created it in the first place so yeah it's it's been it's been responsible to the product in itself because what's the point i mean yeah, yeah. What what's the, the point? point? You it. might as well just yeah. give it away if you're not yeah. going to do that. Yeah. And yeah. There are a lot of people who will use do that scapegoat kind of thing and be like, uh, "I just make them. It don't, I don't sell because of this and whatever, whatever." And it's like, I'm not saying I sell loads of records, but you know, still. And it's that they can kind of cop out. You know, it's just like, "Well, I'm an artist, and that's the reason." It's what. It's what mm. Yeah. And it's true that you get artists who are really not good at the business side of it. And if they're not lucky to find someone who picks it up, like a manager, distributor, whatever, PR, then their music might not get out there. And I think the way I'm trying to look at it now is not in an egotistical way, but like if I've made something, especially the more creative elements, Mm. then like it's not just about it. Like, especially because the the more creative side of my work is not normally what earns me money. It's the gigs, the gigs that earn me money, the creative. Like, so in, in a way, what was the point of doing this? Part of it might have been a, a deepening exploration for me, like project last year. But in terms of sharing it, you want it to reach the maximum number of people because you've made something with your heart. And if and if it has some effect on you, the chances are it has effect on others. You want the people who will resonate with that, who will who will learn, who will heal, who will be enlivened by it to be able to get to it. So mm. it's not just like, oh shit, I don't want to share this thing because I'm kind of not sure and I'm vulnerable. Or like, what if no one likes it? It's like put it out. Let people who will like it find it. Do the best you can to get it to the people who need it. Yeah. And it's not your job to worry whether they'll like it or not. Let well, them come to you. Let them come and find you it. get the most honest reflection then. Funnily enough, yeah. I kind of had that with an artist on the label. And I'm trying to put the record out. And it's like, okay, we need to kind of make a video for this. So we can't, well, I don't really want to be in the video. All right, well, we'll do something else. Well, I do want to be in the video. I just don't want to be close-ups of myself in the video okay well we can adjust and well i can do this and it's once the video's done and i've kind of fitted i've adjusted myself around their sensibilities and pulled off a video it's like well you need to promote that just to you need to like Mm. let people know the song's out but then you're like want to know where your royalties are (laughs) and i'm just a bit like well it's uncomfortable though isn't it like i remember when i was first on instagram like and I was starting DJing as well. I would I had like no photos of myself on there because yeah. obviously Instagram changed what it is now. Like it, it used to be like bordered, filtered pictures of sunsets or whatever. Yeah. Now not so much. <laughs> but like I, I remember my friends being like, like you have to put your face on there. And I was like, how? That's so egotistical. And they were like, why would people follow you? They want to see you. And yeah. it, you really have to get. That's a really uncomfortable thing. People sharing part of themselves and then almost like wanting to pull back and. 
it's the bravest, most vulnerable, most brilliant thing you, you can do to open yourself fully, create from that place, and then just put it out in the world and be ready to be bruised. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do. That's what's going to happen. I'll, I'll be honest. I do struggle with that. I find we had a conversation in a, a previous podcast, and I'll be honest, in the grand scheme of things and all the stuff I've got to do creatively, I do find social media to a degree a chore. Don't get me wrong, doesn't yeah. mean yeah. I want to apply myself yeah. to it. But the constant projection of myself, it, it, it gets on me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I'm aware Same. of that. But then I'm, it, you know, nothing's absolute one way or another. I don't believe in absolutes. Um, so I agree with you totally on the level of um, expose your vulnerability, let go. That was one of the things within music I learned, just like, Watts and all, just let it let it out. If someone thinks you're a weak, obviously you're not. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. Um, but then on the other side of it, there is Instagram is an engine for narcissism. Do you know what I mean? It 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 churns yeah. it. So it it's finding that line between somewhere, and then also, I guess it's the person's int intentions when they're posting. Each person's yeah. thinking their own thing. Someone's I know someone who is a straight-up absolute narcissist and he's on Instagram, but then I know someone who posts like that and they're not, so it's not an ab no absolute rule yeah. on people. Yeah. But it's that... I see, I see a line there and I'm also aware I'm still in that headset. Not still in it because I've got the... Like I said, I've got that business element of, like, OK, I need to get this out there. But mm. I... I still revere the days of when music was that bit more about the music. I've got no illusions mm. to think that music sells based off just being good. It doesn't. Mm. Based off mm. image, based off the culture, based on everybody, the hype and everything the in package. buying into it and, and it's spinning into a, you know, a big typhoon of buzz. But... Uh, that can have a good song with it, but I'm fully aware of, you know, it's that's it's not as simple as it just being a good song. But as mm. the years have moved along and social media kicks in and and uh, people become their own marketing machines as well, it's that it's that line in between. And I'm like, I'm constantly, it's at odds with me. Do you know what I mean? I'm just mm. being honest. Do you know what I mean? I, I, yeah. I, I'm fully aware of... It's just... I, I guess what it is, is how honest can I be... How honest can I be every day posting on Instagram? Yeah. That's kind of yeah. what I mean. You can definitely give you your truth and show people and, and enlighten people and drop some gems. Benaya does a lot of dope stuff on his stories and they're insightful and stuff like that. But I'm just like, how much can you do that genuinely every day? <laughs> That's why I've not posted anything on my stories yeah. properly about those kind of levels for a couple of weeks. Yeah, <laughs> do you know what yeah. I'm saying? You, I, can't, I can't do it all the time. I, I don't... The, the more I do it, the more you observe the fact that you're doing it. So it's like... And then it's kind of like, watcher, I'm being deep, then, aren't I? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're like, okay, well, it's, it's just that turmoil of just the oil mixing with the water. Mm. 
<laughs> it don't mix. It's it's just yeah. a funny. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's all very new. This is still yeah. super well, it's, new it's stuff. How long? The, the, the question I want to ask you, Savvy, is like in 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 the way that you're feeling, which is I mean, it's it definitely resonating with, uh, with with myself, and I know it's resonating with you, Rowan. But yeah. it's like how long do you? Because we've discussed how how you potentially see this going, but I don't think we've discussed it on the show. So I'm I'm interested to know, uh, or for you to 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 speak on how you see the 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 trend changing in how people project themselves on social media. Oh, if if a term stays the same, that's going to be an interesting one as well. If if the terms, yeah, because people always say it's anti-social media, and that that's <laughs> yeah. a very a very popular <clears throat> thing that people are are, are really aware of, the, uh, become more aware of the fact that it's not it's not social. It's it's, it's not really social. It's yeah. pseudo. It's kind of yeah, pseudo social. Yeah, yeah. E- exactly. So. <laughs> So how where where do you see the trend going? Myself. Well, uh, both of you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I think it's gonna become even more immersive. I think the next person will out, outdo the other person, but I think they'll exist in little pockets. Like I don't know if you know much about YouTubers, and like what's that guy, Petey Pootie Boy or something. Yeah. What? He's the biggest no. YouTuber. He makes Pooty like boy. three million a year, bruv. It's fucking stupid. <laughs> it's not stupid. He's clever. But... Three million a year? He makes more than that. Okay. He, he makes dough. Just... And he plays computer games. That's pretty much what oh. he does. Like, mm. And he's famous for just playing computer games. Um, but slowly and surely, there are these new kids coming up that will just do that little bit extra just to kind of like, so he's not going to be the top forever. Someone else will take him out and mm. that kid will have to do that much more. And I'm just, mm. I'm curious to how much you'll have to do to get that attention. I mean, I think, I think genuine, I think you can't beat genuineness with a bit of money behind it. <laughs> But yeah. I think if you're genuine and you don't have it funded, I think it might just fall by the wayside. And I think if you're doing anything for attention, well, it is what it is, isn't it? You're getting whatever views and stuff. But I'm, I'm curious to where it goes. For a time, I thought people might not rebel against it, but just kind of like, uh, I mean, because it's kind of, what was I watching? I was watching a show. Oh, it's Rick and Morty. And they would talk, they made all yes. this civilization. <laughs> and he had a bin for the unproductives. Oh, yeah. And the bin yeah, was yeah. <laughs> social media people, foodies, all the, you know, all those kind of jobs that they exist off our Demand. luxury, our kind of first world luxury, really. They yeah. Don't, Mm. The world doesn't need them, but they're fine. I'm not no problem against them. But do you know what I mean? The the world doesn't doesn't need another YouTube food blocker. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. and it, yeah, it's it's. I'm I'm curious if people will just get sick of it, or if it will the tunnel will go even further down, and some other app will come out where you can live through someone's eyes and stuff like that. 
You know what I mean? <laughs> Mad technology. VR. I don't know how. Yeah. I think people are like, I think we make the mistake of sort of assuming we're all the same and we're really not. No, like, we're not monolithic. Just like in the world, there are a million different types of people, even just in this country, there are a million different types of people in terms of their development, their interests, their like skills and intelligence in different areas. And all of like those people potentially who are on Instagram, it's the same thing. So like you're going to, the beauty of it is, is this, it's this equalizer of, well, if you're able to have a phone and a connection to the internet, you've got a camera, you can post, you can express yourself, you can post other people's images, you can curate. It's a beautiful platform. It's like, I think that's it the, means artists the can best put and the forward. worst part of Instagram is that everybody right. can access it. Mm. Right. But that means that don't expect you to like get along or be interested in everyone and like 100%. what everyone's doing. Like, and not, don't expect everyone to like what you're doing. Mm. Like, the point should be, I think we'll get better at navigating and at fil literally filtering out what we don't literally, probably not literally, but like getting rid of, like I've been trying to mute people that I feel like I need to be connected to, but I actually, for some reason, it doesn't give me energy to see what they post. Mm -hmm. I'm oh, mute. Man. I yes. try and unfollow. Like we can, you can curate and control your feed. You don't have to be a slave to just what is coming up. Mm -hmm. Even if it's yeah. a good mate of yours, fucking mute. If you don't like what they're posting, you can love them and hate how they use Instagram. Mm -hmm. and I think yes, we're all going to get way better at utilizing the tools of it and being very protective of our own space and, and energy because like I find it such a struggle and last like I've I've done a lot of off and on like I yeah like right now I'm taking this break from it it's been like probably like two three months and I just don't want to go back on and at the same time I know how much of my livelihood my social network even past relationships have come because of that platform that network it's mm. an it's it's massively powerful and I'm very grateful for it. And at the same time, it makes me feel awful some days and it's a source of stress and pain. Mm -hmm. And I hate the factory churning out another image, another image, like why? It's not that everything has to have deep meaning or be incredibly vulnerable or no, whatever. No, There's places for everything. Sometimes you just like, sometimes I'll just listen to trap music because it's a fucking vibe. It's not because yeah. I want to hear like incredible deep <laughs> lyrics, like common or the roots or, do you know, it's, it's yeah. a place for everything. Yes. But like, yeah. do you know, that's just One it. I just don't like getting sucked in. Right. I, it's a collage. I need to be better at holding my own space and not as soon as I get sucked into like, oh, I should, I don't want to be, I want to be inspired, not controlled by what yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Inspired, not yeah. influenced. Not influenced. Yeah. Yeah. That's, a, that's yeah. a good way of saying it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to be control. I don't want to be. Con uh, say, say that. Say that term again, because it sounds inspired, really not influenced. Yeah. Yeah, I want to be inspired, not influenced. Not influenced. Yeah. That works. Yeah. yeah. And to that one. One thing I'm very aware of. I think we talked about it in the past. It's tying exactly to what you said. Uh, the people who are posting that are just projecting, and the people that are posting and connecting. And yeah. I. Uh, I've, I've, it's quite easy to kind of see because you could be posting something about something you do, but it's still connecting with people. It's like, you know what I mean? Even if it's just an event, I want you to come to the event or whatever. But then there's posting yeah. where it's just, you're just projecting yourself. There's, there's, mm. there's no room for anything else but you. And, 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 I'm, and I'm not even being absolute to say you shouldn't ever post like that. Post whatever you want. And, and everything's in balance, isn't it? 
Right. I mm. think I think that's why. Um, I mean, just that post that you put up. Uh, did you put it up? No, Kano put it up. That picture of you. Oh yeah. It, it it connects in in a beautiful way. It's a beautiful picture of you, but it connects because the the like you're not just looking at a, a randomized picture of a person. Like that person is is a human who's who's um, tried extremely hard and consistently tries to to project themselves in a in an honest mm. and pure way inside outside creatively professionally boom and mm. it's like Bro, are you like man. yes that's that's the pecan gallery <laughs> it's a big boy picture big boy and kano saw that that's why he caught it because kano well yeah. you make me want to go on instagram now just to oh, see his man. bloody fur you'll, you'll see it after man it's kano, well, right. kano is a, a very 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 um skilled capturer of special moments and the light in people it was the moment though if we'd have yeah because i took him up to the spot yeah and um i took him to the secret garden as well yeah if you're ever in huddersfield rowan i'll I'll show you my secret one day as soon as this lot as soon as miss runner makes her way out of the vicinity i need to come over to huddersfield because since i've been back up i've been meaning to come over and it's just been i was back gigging whatever and yeah, I, I just need to come hang out barma rock like whatever it is yeah, we'll on the rooftop the, <laughs> the barrier arcade uh, that's what yeah. i'm saying yeah. yeah yeah but um yeah and i'm talking to kano while he's working out the photo and we were actually <laughs> talking about the floor. Like, well, he calls it the floor, whatever. You're mm. just in the zone, whatever it is. But whatever you're doing, whether you're DJing, even at a club, that I know this from just emceeing as well, that... Uh, some people call... What is it? What's that film? Surf, Gleam in the Cube. They talk about it as well. Loads of people talk about it. But it's that kind of moment where things slow down enough, everything kind of... You won't say it goes quiet, but it it gets muted, and you and the thing just exist for that. Mm. It could even just be half a second, but you feel it and you know what it is, and that's why you're buzzing. It's part of why you're buzzing. Um, oh, you're jumping up and down, and then that split second, you put your friend puts the hand on your shoulder, and you come out of that little zone. And um, and I was talking to Kano about it, and he took the picture, and after the picture, he went, "I didn't hear a word you said." And I was like, oh, that's exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. That's you're, you, you've gone into that space. Do you know what I mean? Nice. Yeah, we all it happens to all of us, isn't it? But now when he's designing or creating me, yeah, writing when I'm drawing, man, that's producing. me fully. Yeah. Sorry, that was, I just got a call. I hope you didn't hear that. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Where's 0161? Is that uh, Manchester? Manchester? Yeah. Back to the 01. Someone from Manchester was calling whose number I don't have. <laughs> Money. It's like um, I was saying to you, Savvy. Sometimes, like that, just that being in the zone. Mm. Sometimes, like I'll I'll be in the zone, like I'll I'll I'll, I'll be up in the studio painting or something. But I'm so caught up in that present moment. Like it'd be, it'd be one of two things. I'm so caught up in the present moment. I'm actually not doing anything. I'm just like I don't know. I'm just I'm just present in just like just. I don't know, like whatever, whatever I, you I want to call you. it. I think yeah. that's meditation. <laughs> I've not been doing anything. I'm like, wait a second, I, I I need to start painting. But then sometimes I'll be painting, and and I'm so caught up in it that I don't actually understand what it is that I've painted. And I look right. at it, and I'm like, okay, I've done this, but this doesn't connect. And I've learned that instead of taking that as me not liking it, 
it's just I'm I'm not ready to to come. It's like a it's like a, it's a language, and I haven't um, yeah, I haven't understood what the language is yet. So I take it and I put it out of my eyesight for it might be days, it might be weeks. Sometimes mm. I, I won't look at a piece like this. There's one piece at the moment that I see every time I go into the stockroom. I can see a little bit of it, but I'm not I'm not observing it. And that's been maybe three months, four months. And I know that when I pull that out and I, I observe it again, it'd be like, right, okay, that's yes. what I was trying to say. That's and then literally... it will tell me whether there's more to say in it now that I understand that language or whether it's just done because that was the, that's the moment, that's exactly what was, what was meant, meant to be said. Mm. Um, yeah. That's literally the advice I give for like making music. Do you know what I mean? Like, you might have got the drums and you, you're playing with this bass line and it doesn't quite work. You know what? Leave the bass line. Leave the track for a bit. Keep the drums. Go away. Do some other stuff. Maybe release a week or two, whatever. Do what you got to do. Come back to it with fresh ears, refreshed, mm. get a new perspective on it. Like, my last album, I've got a track on there I made maybe three months before the album got released. So that's like me making the track, mastering it, and the next week I've sent it off to go get pressed on vinyl. But then I've got a track on there that took maybe five years to make because mm. I reviewed and came back and there's a certain amount of it stood the test of time. Like, mm. it wouldn't have survived if it weren't good. But it got better because I was like, right, no, 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 bring that back. Oh, I've learned a bit more about I can redo that bass better. Oh, I can do that, mm. I can do that. But some make the sales and that that's it in there and then. But I definitely think for any of us, you're doing a mix, you're, you're doing mm. a mashup, you're working on some art, photography, music, whatever it may be. Um, oh, it's that phrase, isn't it? Can't see the wood for the trees. If you just mm. yeah. get that breeze, break back and come back to it. You, you yeah. definitely get a more perspective. Perspective yeah. is the key. I have this theory. This might be like a bit wild and a bit deep. I don't know if we've got this moment to go into. Yo, if, if like, it's not a bit just, wild and a bit deep, you should like... You, pre right, you prepare yourself. Your program, strap like, your seatbelts. Just put the phone <laughs> down. Like, <laughs> but you know, you're like, I probably haven't voiced this properly maybe in words before, so bear with me if I'm trying to explain this. Oh, go for it as many times right. as you need. Like, I have this theory around, I've been looking at, spirituality and religion a lot so like a little bit of background my parents as I was growing up were Buddhist actually they studied two two different strains of Buddhism so my mum was studying Tibetan Buddhism my dad uh Thich Nhat Hanh he's from Vietnam it's different different methods different communities mm. and so on um they both my mum went to a Quaker boarding school when she was younger they've both recently come back and they've rejoined the church the local church so Christian church it, it, or... Christian church, Christian, I mean, oh, it was like not Anglican Christian. I don't know the exact, but it's the local churches in yeah. the, the village. And they, yet they still do um, other spiritual practices. I think they both okay, like met, have been through phases of heavy meditation in their lives. Mm. Um, they also go to Quaker meeting. Like there's, they have a multi-faith, if you like, approach. And one of the reasons they rejoined the church was because it was local. It was community. Yeah. And yet... My mum especially struggles a lot with um, the Christian, some of the Christian language. They've actually got a female vicar, which is really interesting. But because a lot of it for her, my mum was like, uh, you know, feminist in the 70s, incredibly independent. She's She's been on that journey in her life. Mm. And so to hear then some of the language 
being so male oriented and so on. Like we have a lot of conversations about that. And I've, I've been thinking from that framework for a few years about spirituality. And my understanding is that there's this core of spirituality and you can call it God and you can call it Allah and you can call it the universe and you can call it love. And it's the same root of light yeah. that is consciousness that connects all of us. Yeah. And then people's religion or spiritual practice or lives, because I think a lot, I think for a lot of people who don't maybe have a kind of direct religious path, music, um, love with a partner, whatever it is, is a route to spiritual, it's a route to higher otherness or to, to connection to oneness for to them. To transcend, yeah. To transcend, yeah. And I have this theory about music, which is like, when an artist is in whatever their own way, this is not that all music or all art has to be done this way, but there's something about when someone, an artist, musician is connected to that channel and they might not be religious they might not be spiritual they might just be talking about heartbreak because that's the way that a lot of people like go through a, a massive shift a massive pain they, they expand mm. Mm. like whatever words they're using they're kind of communicating the same message so like i i was listening i love this artist frank turner is so left yeah. field for all yes. the other music i listen to but he's he's got this way with words which i think is beautiful and yeah, when he's, he's, he's describing yeah, lyric, lyrics, and there's something about it that I connect to, and I think he he's channeling that same same. It's like it's almost like you hear the same story told a hundred different ways, and it's because it comes from the same place. Like when I did the project last year, it was it came out of a breakup in a way, although it was about a lot of you know breakups past or just learning, like the the kind of understanding that I gained and I kind of tried to communicate in that project. Yeah, it fits to a breakup, but it also felt like I would read books about something else and I'd be like they're saying kind of the same thing and it's not that I think I came up with that idea but it's I just find it crazy that you can channel something and you're learning something and it's the same thing that's been learned and been told in stories for like thousands hundreds of thousands. thousands of years well yeah literally just to bounce off exactly what you're saying there um I 100% agree with you to the point where I wrote that in not the recent album but I made this album called the air loop theory and yeah. I had this, I've got this line in it. Um, it's the universal light within us all and the life that you lead mm. with it. And I just put it in there and there's lines you put in that, you know, people are catchy. Yeah. Itch, itch style, easy. You know, someone's going to get that easy. It's not too fucking complex for someone to get. It, it's going to work on a pop rap record or whatever, you know, simpler stuff. Yeah. And then there's stuff where it's a bit, deep or a bit wishy-washy like someone's not if if they're not on a hype thing they might not want to hear that do you know what i mean mm. um mm. but yeah so the universal light within us all and the life that you lead with it and it was benight was max um yeah who came he to me. caught you outside thing in it yeah yes and he pulled me aside yeah. and he said i listened to the whole album man like what the fuck i said bruv can you just tell me about that this this particular line the unit and he said the line and he said are you talking about kind of like the intangible the god do you know what i mean if you want to call mm. it god do you know what i mean the and i was like yeah exactly that do you know what i mean if you want to call it god just call it a, yeah. i just called it a light do you know what i mean um but on the flip side of that i think all of us as humans i agree like you were saying i are tr trying to pursue this light i think maybe the light is transcendence and transcendence mm. of the physical. We're very obsessed mm -hmm. with material and possessions and mm. um, uh, not monetizing, but like 
quantifying. And the reality is yeah. we can't quantify shit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Our, our numbers are ridiculous compared to the universe. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. uh, I think it's, I think that's a deep thing within us. I'd love to chat to you, folks, Rowan, about that. Do you know what I mean? But the, uh, just, they're like the most interesting people ever, I swear. I don't I'd, know. I'd love to chat about Incredible. that. But that kind of I'm trend... both my brothers as well. Like, I've just this crazy family of like, I mean, I'm, I'm the youngest and sometimes I'm just like, I, I'm just going off on a tangent here, but it relates to what you're saying mm. because I think my personal battle has been really bridging the worlds of um, like material, visual, like, or even like you could use mainstream sometimes, or I don't know quite the right words, but, but trying to, trying to win there, trying to, trying to search and be valid, trying to be validated there. Yeah. And yeah. always I'm room, pulled in back in that. No, as in, no, as in out in the world, as in the okay. things I've chased, the dance, the music, world, uh, yeah. visuals yeah. in the physical world. And I'm driven and, and in pain from those, like needing that validation. Mm. And then I'm pulled back by this, this, history and heritage and and family that i have which is spiritual yeah which is knowledgeable which is very connected and i think like that is very much a fundamental part of who i am whether i've learned to exercise it and understand it well it's Mm. it's in my dna and in my upbringing definitely and yet i pulled so far away from that to want something so different and then the rest of my journey has been this like pretty painful tension between those two and it's only been as I've started probably only really the last couple of years maybe even less that I'm starting to feel like I'm not hopping from one side to the other or stretched stretched thin between them both and not really inhabiting either and finding some kind of middle ground which encompasses both and that actually maybe that's a sweet spot where yeah of course it is I'm like that's a sweet spot where it's gonna fit with me and it's maybe where I'm going to offer something to the world like this has been what I've been driven by and yet it's painful and this is where I come from and it's connecting but it's not it doesn't feel like fulfilling struggle is progression where do I sit like the struggle you've had is important for you to really appreciate it and get it do you know what I mean yeah um even with Buddhism I don't think Buddhism has all the answers I think there are some things like oh you're missing something there but if you can learn from all these other pockets and put it all together and spirituality is personal i think it's not no yeah hey guys i'm spiritual do you know what I mean? it's it's very personal so if you can learn from every facet you can and combine it and create your own light transcendence then i think that's the best way seems yeah. like that's the best way to go um yeah guys yeah. i am so happy <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I'm like, I'm all layers of happy right now. Like, I'm yeah. unbelievably thankful to be in a, in such a, a, a insanely layered conversation connection with you. Like right now, it's just, it's insane. It's, about it's, to be the devil's advocate. I feel advocate. like Carlo would approve. Like, the, 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 <laughs> like, ah, man, to like your journeys and and to, that connection to 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 what that. I don't know to like what you said about well both of you describing about like love and and the universe and God and light like mm. that like that that journey to 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 trying to understand and connect with what you feel that to be inside yourself mm. and myself without the the pressure of having to follow a, a specific faith yeah is is one that we've explored massively in ourselves and in our creativity and like 
like just as soon as you said meditation, it was like right, yeah, like the 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 that connection to to the self and an external of that, like the non-material, is mm. it, is so um, man. You know what? Like words are are something that are a gift and it's like a a, a gift yeah, and yeah, curse yeah, yeah, because yeah, there's so enough. much there's so much more. It's like yeah. um, how to articulate so all much, that. Yeah. yeah, there's so much inside me right now about how much I. I'm, I'm resonating like okay. a cliche no, where, with with where and I think the listeners where do. you you've both come from where where I've come from like mm. like the complex journeys that have that have, that have had a a certain level of uh, articulation with the the religion word like mm. yeah I mean like my parents like I grew up like Rastafarian and mm. and it's that that's based on the Old Testament of the Bible yeah. but then yeah do you know what I mean like then then like my parents are both super young, so it's it's exploring all of those realms from a young age. Then you grow up, and then you're exploring creativity. Creativity is a form of you could look at it as a form of like personal religion, like how Absolutely. you take no, this all and these explore this in your the... in your in your hand in your in your heart with with this color and that color and and yeah. and, and the support that you have around you, the networks you have around you, the conversation that you're having with your your output on this paper or in this way musically or yeah. or, or whatever dance yeah. and yeah and 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 you're exploring this but it, it, you're answering and asking so many different uh, multilingual questions that yeah. only only a few of them have an answer but they all yeah. come from the same place but the that that central core of what you call place or home it, yes, it, it home, changes. Yeah. It changes over time, like your understanding of it changes over time. Mm. So then you're always in that game of of trying to understand what home is, what that center is, where do I feel comfortable, what comfortability means. Is it good mm. to be comfortable all the time? No. Okay, mm. through this I've grown, and it's right. So how do I challenge myself? In oh, this challenged me. It's it's just yeah. Rowan, yeah, on the other on. side of this, because I didn't quite <laughs> finish the thought, I was kind of like, mm. all that positive side, but then I want to flip on the negative, because life isn't just all positive, is it? And <laughs> Definitely that, bloody not. <laughs> yep. But that light Polarity. and that chasing that light, I think that can also be very destructive to a human being if they haven't had the right nurturing, the right soil to help it through. Like, we could, you know, you talk about Rastafarius, Old Testament, and Old Testament's quite damnation, vengeful God, and a lot of other things like that. But it still has some foundation of being a better human being. So you got, and your parents are good, your mum and your pops are good human beings, Benaya. So they've, and and Mm. you and your sisters are, uh, living examples of having good parents. Do you know what I mean? Um, oh, you. Rowan, you're the same, evidently, talking to you. But mm. what I am... Um... And you too, well, Mr. Goodjo. But <laughs> what I'm touching on is the folks that never got that. Or maybe just, you know, you can be led to the water and you don't want to drink. 
And I definitely think, like, well, I think this, and I'm curious to what you think, like, mad drug abuse, um, mm. uh, mad materialism, you know, there's nothing wrong with, like, having some nice things and, oh, I like that, I'll go buy it. But, you know, that crazy consumption that some kids have, usually it's because of wealth, um, uh, drug abuse or, you know, ridiculously promiscuous, do you know what I mean? Or just whatever, mm-hmm. drinking, whatever. I do think those people are, are, are trying to get to the light as well. They just didn't learn the route. Like, mm-hmm. no one gave them a... No, well, not a map, but you know what I mean? No one guided them down the path and they found alcohol or they found they found religion in the negative way or they found something, making loads of money, glass. becoming a billionaire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Jeff Bezos is trying to find a light in some way, but mm. he just got wrapped up in making billions. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I, yeah. You know what I mean? I think they're all... I think that we're all trying to pursue it. Yeah. It's just manifested in gone down that route but am i twi- have i got it twisted am i like nah they weren't really looking for light they don't care about I, it i think i'm really i think it's a really interesting point to explore that other side of it like i would say even if you have guidance it's not necessarily what's going to you know i yes. think everyone has their own personal Lead journey like even water. even for me you know my parents could not be more supportive wise all of this brothers and so on friends and family around and yet still i struggle like and I've been to like, I've been, I was really depressed last year. I've had really bad anxiety, mm-hmm. all kinds of things that all kinds of people in all kinds of ways deal with. Like we know this is so common mm-hmm. in mild ways and in, in very deep ways. Yeah. And I think it's like life, life, like the, maybe for me then I'll just speak for myself, like in trying to reach and understand more and be deeper and, and have yeah more access to that light mm-hmm. in a way, that journey it's like you're also opening to all of the world. This is getting very existential, yeah, <laughs> but like cool. it's a, it's a fucking it's a journey in it. It's a it's a fucking struggle, mm. and I feel like I'm an incredibly sensitive person. And the beauty in that is that it, it means I, I I find joy in relating and connecting to people, and I and I love you know mu- I can feel music in my body and like all of those things. At the same time, I'm open and. That also means that I'm open to the pain, You're a to the pain of the world. Yeah. You're a receiver as well, yeah. and like I, I just think partly culture of like the culture of escapism that life is hard, even, whether you've got money or not. Where, you know, it's hard in different ways, but life is hard. The yes, first rule yeah, of Buddhism, yeah. I think, is there is suffering. Like we know to be human, it's it's yin and yang. It's loving life is pain some people say but yeah yeah like right like it is and so we all try and find ways to survive and i think a a beautiful way that people survive is to find uh spirit god universe that they open to something more and it 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 makes you realize you are not alone you're connected to everything yeah and it's not and it also is like nothing you do matters but then at the same time you don't have to feel like you're responsible for everything it's it's all both and all everything. Yeah. And the bottom line is it's fucking hard. And there are days where a big glass of wine makes you feel better. It numbs you or a line of Coke or whatever, yeah, whatever yeah. your, yeah. your thing is, or even like, yeah, being like whatever we, we want to either feel something or feel nothing. And we'll yeah. do whatever just to escape for a while. Yeah. And that can so quickly become something really damaging. And like, I know 
even th- I mean, alcohol is an interesting one because I, I didn't drink a lot at all when I was younger. It was being a dancer. I was always concerned about my weight. Yeah, and I was so worried fit. about like, yeah. right. Well, well, super well. Fit, right. <laughs> thanks, Sammy. <laughs> but like, it wasn't even the health. It was like, I was worried there was ca- calories in the alcohol. I'd have like a vodka soda or whatever. So I, but it just led me to, I think also probably the control element. I didn't want to be out of control. I hadn't felt yes. the euphoria of it. I'd felt the fear of it. Yeah, I and think it that's... was, but through, right, that's quite common. But mm. through DJing, I just got socialized into drinking in a way that I never had before. And yeah. suddenly I'm gigging three, four nights a week. Alcohol is free. Mm. It starts to feel good. You build up enough tolerance. Like, and then it becomes like, it's not a problem. Part of but the it's furniture, way though. bigger in your life. Yeah, it's so normal and it's big in your life and it's still like really nice like i love the feeling of being a bit tipsy or yeah, even yeah. being drunk sometimes like but yeah. you, you it's so it would be so easy i could so see how i could become an alcoholic it's just not that far away 100 people who become homeless like i if you don't have loads of savings or family like we're all you know it's check not that check. far away yeah yeah that's the scary thing yeah, like yeah, everyone's just trying to feel good. How, how close we are to to those things because, like, you go. Like, I remember at the beginning of the lockdown, and um, I went to I went to go do just a little bit of shopping, and I can't remember what I was buying, but it was something very small. But yeah. the woman in front of me, like, she's just another human. She's dealing with the same things, mm. but she had a trolley, and I swear it was three quarters full of alcohol. And that's how her and her people are yeah. dealing with this same thing. You're not far away with you're not you're, you're not far away from me. We're in the same. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like that's how you're dealing with it. But then, and damn, it tastes people, good. Friends online are, are posting when they're having a beer or mm. they've got their crate or whatever, and they're like, "Oh, just got just got a re up on 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 Magic Rock beers or whatever else." Mm. And, and everyone's, you know, I mean, like. It'd be very easy for for uh, alcohol is so accessible. You could mm. it's easy to find your your path to it. Your so just easy. reach your hand yeah. out and, and 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 access it by just thinking about it, just thinking right. Okay, my way to 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 zone out of this, whether it's Netflix or Amazon mm. or YouTube mm-hmm. or Instagram or alcohol mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. take out food mm-hmm. or, or or smoke a bit of this. Or snort a bit. Or of sleeping. Or over sleeping. sleeping. Yeah, yeah. Shall we wrap it up then? Let's wrap it up. What do you want to? What do you want to finish on? Oh, um, <sighs> there's too many others. I was gonna go on about Karen, but let's not touch it. Another episode. Karen. We'll talk about Karen. No. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Karen. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about Karen. No, I don't wait. No, or Karen. Yeah. Let's wait, talk about. When you say time. Karen, do you mean Corona or do you mean something else? Karen. No, Karen is um, recently. Was it yesterday? The woman who called the man in the park and told the police an African American man is attacking her and she fears for her life. Oh Jesus! Huh? Did you see that? Oh stuff? right. Oh, is that the thing that you posted up? But it's, it was, with, she's got her mask on. Yeah. Oh right. Okay. I didn't yeah, know what yeah. That was. All Basically. Right, okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll, yeah. Yeah. Another time. And, uh, I fully wanted to get on to talking to both about like when we were talking to social media about activism and stuff because that is a real mm. area of discomfort and like desire for me and I just I'm so confused by it all. Anyway, another conversation. Yes. 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 We've got plenty to talk. We've got to do another one then. Yeah. Absolutely. I really yeah. enjoyed this. Yeah. Hundred percent. Wonderful. Wonderful. 
yeah. right, well, I'm thanks hoping to see you both tomorrow night. Come join yes. me on Zoom oh, in my red silk pajamas. This is tell, what's the, going tell, tell everyone the, the, the information. What's, yeah, what, what's is this, Will this be out in time? Do, what they need to do. Yeah, all of that. All right. So, um, oh, God. We actually aren't posting it up on social media. Da, da, da. I just wanted to do one that was a little bit more fam and friends and invited friends. So it had a bit more a sense of community rather than... Um, yeah, and also just to test out, is this fun? Does this work? I'm not interested yeah, in doing yeah, something for the sake no, of it. So, But, yeah, we're going to be on Zoom tomorrow at 8 until 10 p.m. Um, I've got a friend of mine, a DJ from Toronto, Gimme Ma. She's sick. She's like, I went over to Toronto in November. She'd been in London, like, maybe a year earlier. We're just, like, we're each other. Like, if she was, like, we'd be besties. Mm. Oh, or if we just allowed some kind of, we're the equivalent. I mean, she's more successful than me, I think, and she's probably way cooler, way better at imagery, all of that. But <laughs> I'm her fan. And she allows me to be friends with her. So she's going to do a set. <laughs> and she's going to do a set. And um, that's the humbleness. And my friend, um, the Trini Gladiator, who's been one of my biggest supporters, my mentor from almost day one of DJing in London, absolute le- like legend of a guy. He's hosting, so he's going to be like calling up on, on mic. Um, I'm running rhythms 8 till 10 p.m. to Moza. Nice one. Moza, and how can people find okay. you in general? Um, well, right now, you'd have to come to Yorkshire, which is probably legal, so oh, we'll just bother. God's country. But um, <laughs> normally, Instagram, at LittleRedsOnline. Um, I'm actually working on something new, which I'm kind of hesitant to talk about too much. Obviously, we don't have time. And before you've done something, like, I don't think you should over-talk it, because yes. what if it changes or doesn't don't happen? Don't jinx it. But, uh, right, don't jinx it. But it should be coming, it should be launching next week, so I'm hopeful. Um, a friend of mine, we've been working on a kind of yeah, we're, we're supporting and collaborating with artists on different projects, um, always with a with an edge to mental health is too much of a buzzword now, I think. Yeah, but is. just with that awareness well of like, being, you know, even that's a buzzword. <laughs> connectivity and community a yeah. little bit. So we've got we've got a little website, and um, the idea is we're going to be yeah working with different artists, collaborating on projects, writing, um, maybe doing a little mentorship scheme. There's various ideas in the works. So I think the first project. Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm very excited. It feels like it's going to be the hub of a lot of things I've been working on over the last few years. We're going to re-up my project from last year to put it back in a new home and just have a space for all the stuff that I've been kind of trying to pull into my working life um, and not not always felt I've had space to put out. So this is going to be that. And I'm very I'm very excited about it. It's going to, yeah, it's a vibe. Just good turn. So yeah, when I'll come back on and, and chat whenever you let me. <laughs> yeah. Anytime. 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 Definitely. This yeah. is yeah. Really so good. amazing, guys. Yeah. I appreciate you both so much. Like I've said, you've been you've both been like the Hood crew in general, Huddersfield, a massive part of my journey as a as a person and as a creative. And I am forever grateful. I will I will never lose gratitude for that. And both of you like just yeah, so much respect and love for your man, like honest. Same way, man. Right back at you, girl. Yeah. Same. All right, then. Thanks for your time. You take care. You too, man. Mad love. Tomorrow. Bye. (laughs) Bye. King. King, yes. That was a good one. Oh, lovely. See our technology is just pioneering. Solid connection in her yard, bro. (laughs) Yo. (laughs) Solid connection. Volume loud. Well, yo, bro, another banger episode. Shout yeah. out to Rowan. Shout Elro. out to Rowan. Little red thing. Yeah. Smashed it. Um, what are you uh what are you, what are you doing for food? What are you having for dinner? 
Uh, I don't know. I caught a bit of fish. I was going to make a fish curry, maybe. Yeah. Nice. I don't, I don't know. So, from me, Savvy. And from me, Benaya. This is us saying laters. And uh, check out the Patreon, and we'll see you soon. Oh, yes. I can't check log out the Patreon. I can't yeah. <laughs> check out our Patreon, you fuckers. Yeah. <laughs> Peace.